Hey church, this is Pastor Matt Zola from Fern Creek Christian Church. So glad you're able to tune in with us today here on FC Radio. I hope this message encourages you in your walk of faith and helps you to become a better follower of Jesus. Check out our website at www.ferncreekcc.org and let us know how we can be praying for you. Here's the message. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. It's good, good to be together. Can we thank uh, brothers and sisters uh, for leading us in worship and for their ministry? Thank you all so much. I, I, am, I am thrilled to be able to say Happy New Year to you because one of the best things about 2020 is we get to say goodbye to it, right? It was a rough, rough year. I mean, this pandemic really uh, did a number on, on a lot of us. And I'm hopeful in 2021 that life can kind of somehow get back to, to what we would call normal. And, and maybe, maybe some of us, it's been so long, maybe some of us have forgotten what normal was like. I mean, you know, what is life going to be like hopefully in 2021 when this pandemic is over? Maybe we've forgotten how that, how that rolls. So I thought what we do to begin the new year is I want to give you a little reminder tutorial for how life works without a pandemic because maybe we've forgotten. So let me just give you a few reminders. Uh, number one, can we put the first slide up? These, uh, was it? yeah, th these are called jeans, right? And they are normally worn in a place we call outside. So life in, in normal, you know, normality is no more sweatpants or pajamas. Uh, jeans are worn with casual tops, so get rid of all those hoodies that you've been wearing for months and months and months. But those are called jeans. Here's the next thing. Say goodbye to air hugs, namaste, elbow bumps, and waves. In a post-corona world, we're going to greet one another with a thing we call a handshake right, where you actually get to touch somebody else. So I'm hopeful in 2021 we can get back to shaking hands with one another. This, this next, this picture that you're looking at right now, this was called a concert or large venue attraction. It was something that we did called fun, right? And in that, man, we, we would stand side by side with thousands of other people or sit side by side thousands of other people all around us and we would yell and scream and dance and cheer for our favorite team or, or our favorite concert performer and it was fun and guess what? Those were actually legal and hopefully one day we'll get back to those as well. This next one, this is called a classroom or an office and a physical place where kids went to learn and be with their friends or where adults went for eight glorious hours where we could get away from home. And the classroom and the office actually saved us from killing one another. So hopefully, in the not too distant future, everybody will get back into in-person learning and back to the, the office. Um, I want you to hear this next sound. Again, this is kind of a tutorial for how life is gonna work uh, post-corona. I think we have a sound maybe queued up. <coughs> Okay, yeah, th that's called a cough. And, and, and in a normal world, when someone does that, there's no alarm. We, we don't freak out when someone starts doing that. We don't give them the stink eye or try to burn them at the stake. It's just called a cough. So in a post-corona world, no need for alarm when someone coughs sitting or standing next to you. And lastly, in our tutorial, this, of course, is called a mask. A mask, it's awkward. It hides everyone's beautiful face. 
Man, we were told so many things about the mask. We were told, oh, it doesn't make a difference. Then we're told it makes a difference. We're told, hey, you'll wear it to protect other people. Then we're told, no, we actually wear it to protect ourselves. Man, nothing really caused division more, more than the mask. And we wore it in all kinds of ways, right? We wore it under our nose. We wore it as a chin strap. Some people wore it as an Amish bonnet, right? But in life after corona, the only people that will wear masks are dentists, surgeons, and bank robbers. So I am so thankful, hopefully in 2021, we can get rid of those masks. So Lord willing, a post-pandemic world is coming, and uh, man, rather sooner rather than later. And all God's people said, amen, absolutely, absolutely. You know, in, in spite of this pandemic, man, God has been so, so good to our church. And even though I'm glad to say goodbye to 2020, when I look back, I see how faithful God has been to our congregation. And so part of Vision Sunday is kind of hitting the rewind button and, and, and going back and reminding you and reminding myself how good God has been to us. So let's just remember some things. We gave $1,700 in gift cards to the employees at Pet Suites right across the street when this first thing hit. It was just our way of saying, man, may, 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 may you understand that, that God is with you and that God loves you. We fed 260 employees at Walmart and Kroger and Goodyear and several other local businesses. We actually tithed 1,200 rolls of our toilet paper. Do you remember that? We were, when, when toilet paper couldn't be found anywhere, we said, hey, let's tithe our toilet paper. And you gave over 1,200 mega rolls. So I'm thinking that's like 4,800 normal rolls, right? But I mean, we tithed our toilet paper to Highview United Ministries. And boy, that was huge. We financially blessed 22 of our Hispanic families here at the church. We put $5,000 into your hands. Do you remember that? We took 250 envelopes and we put 20 bucks or maybe it's 200 envelopes and 25 bucks, we put money into envelopes and we just gave them out to you. So $5,000, we put it into your hands and we asked you to begin to pray for someone that you knew that you could bless. We wanted you to at least add some money to that, double it, right? So, or add some funding to that and just begin to pray, God, who could use a financial blessing? And so, man, we, we put like $10,000 into play uh, and, into your hands, and you went, and you prayed, and you blessed people, and then we just ask you to send us a little note back, and envelope 118, I'm just going to read you a couple of these, just as reminders, envelope 118 said this, after our family prayed for days for God to bring us the right person, he did indeed, I was reading Luke 21, the widow's offering, one morning before work, and one of my customers came to mind I hadn't seen since last fall, she was an elderly widow, and every time I see her, she's always so kind and she talks about how good Jesus is. When I gave her the note and the financial blessing, she was so full of praises to God and thankful for our family and for Fern Creek Christian Church. She said she'd been praying and thanking God that morning before I came. And her joyful spirit and smiling face was such a blessing to me. Man, what, what, what incredible blessing. Here was envelope 29. So, so one family picked up envelope 29 and they prayed about who they could bless and so they gave the, the, the money to, to this person and you know what that person did? That person didn't use the money for them. That person turned around and gave the money to someone that they knew was, who was in more need. And then they wrote back and, about their experience and here's what 
Here's what they said. I want you to know um, what you did for me. So the the person that got that envelope originally, she said, it meant more than you'll ever know to know someone is thinking of me and praying for me and my children. It was incredibly heartwarming. Being I don't have any family I'm close to, my friends are my family. So here's what I did with your gift. I thought of someone else other than myself and my kids. I prayed for this person. I haven't seen her in years, but know her well from my past. She's a single mom. Dad's not in the picture. Her family doesn't help her at all. She's struggling. She works her butt off at a job with overtime while going back to school full-time, keeping a 4.0 GPA the last three semesters. She's an amazing mama. I bought some bubbles for her two-year-old daughter to have fun, bought a card, put the money that you gave me, all of it in that card, and I explained how it was given to me and asked that in the event she could ever pray for someone other than herself to help them and to, to pay it forward. She cried, and I know how she felt because I felt the same way that day that you gave me the envelope, that just because you may feel alone in this big world, trying your very hardest to do right, I discovered you are not alone. The people do care. It's a beautiful thing, so, so awesome. So man, that that was an amazing journey as we put over $10,000 into your hands uh, and, and, and to bless our community. We're gonna be bringing the envelope challenge back in 2021, so I can't wait to see what God's gonna do. In, in the new year, but that was an amazing moment that we all celebrated in 2020. We encouraged 100 police officers on a couple of different occasions with lunch and with thank, thank card, you know, thankful and kind, kindness cards we gave them. Twice we gave over 100 food boxes to 100 different families in our community. We blessed postal workers and sanitation workers with kindness bags. We blessed 150 local school teachers with uh, coffee mugs and gift cards. We gave over 3,000 people a safe trunk and treat. We supported missionaries from all over the world. We, uh, we welcomed into our building for the first time Fern Creek Community Preschool, and it was great to have them come in in 2020. And then in the month of December, we paid tuition for every single family that was involved in that preschool, and they were so, so thankful. We went to three Sunday morning services this year. We started an online campus in There are many people watching us from all over the United States. We've got people from Florida. We've got people out west. We got a segment of people, about 50 people who watch and join us every Sunday from the great state of Ohio. And so we want to say uh, OH to our friends in Ohio because I don't know if you saw the Clemson game, but the Buckeyes kind of rolled, right? And so um, just to know that there are Lots of people who you've never met but are still part of this family. And I just want you to know if you're watching online, if you're worshiping with us, man, we consider you a huge part of the Fern Creek family. And so that was an amazing thing. Your generosity as a church blew us away. In the midst of a pandemic, you not only gave 2% more than you gave last year, when, when, when I think about your general budget giving, man, you, I mean, we, a lot of churches aren't, aren't seeing that. And not only did you give 2% more than you gave last year, when I combine that with the food you've donated, the toilet paper you tied, the envelope challenged, and, and the Christmas gifts that you, brought, you, you bought kids in our community, it's staggering. And then when I think about you gave over $45,000 a few weeks ago in our Christmas birthday gift offering to Jesus, 
it blows me away. And when I think about 2020, by the grace and the power and the, uh, just the awesomeness of Jesus, we thrived. We thrived in the midst of a worldwide pandemic. So I think, I think one of the first things we need to do in 2021 is just give the Lord some praise today for how good he was to our church. Because he was so good. As a matter of fact, if God has been good to you, would you just look at your neighbor and say, he's been good to me? Tell him, he's been good to me. Man, he has. I hope he's been good to you. I think he's been good to you. God's blessed us. Why? Because he's good. But God also blesses us for something way, way more deeper than that. He blesses us because he's good. But listen to what 2 Corinthians chapter 9 tells us about the blessing of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul says it like this. He says, now he, God, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. He will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way. Why? so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us and your generosity, man, that will result in thanksgiving to our God. So listen, God has blessed us. He's blessed you so that we can use those blessings to, to share them with other people and that other people might come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So thank you. Thank you for being such a generous, generous church. When I think about 2020, I'm also thankful for our elders and our deacons. Uh, any elders or deacons here? Would you stand up, elders, deacons? Sometimes we don't get to show the church who you are. Elders and deacons, would you give these men a, ba a big round of applause? Thank you, thank you, thank you. They, they do so much work. And they don't get paid anything to do it. And they're dreamers. They're dreamers. I mean, they, they don't settle for the status quo. And I want you to know we're being led by incredible godly men who, uh, man, who, who want to see the kingdom of Jesus come. I'm thankful for our staff. We've got such a talented staff. They go way above and beyond. They're so gifted. Today, we want to welcome our newest staff member, Gary Bosschain. Gary, would you stand up? Let's give Gary a big welcome to the Bosschain family. Gary's wife, Renee, and their kiddos, Jacob, Lily, and Ben. Uh, Gary begins his journey with us as kids, pastor, and uh, the story. If you get a chance to see Gary, ask him about the story about how God brought him to Fern Creek. It's an amazing, amazing story. Gary, we're so glad that you're here. And in spite of the hardships of 2020, I'm telling you, God blessed us, and I don't, wanna, I don't wanna talk about where we're heading in 2021 until we, we've thanked him, we've celebrated, but I think we just need to pray. I think we just need to pray and thank God. So, so if you can, would you stand with me? Let's stand and let's pray, and let's just thank God for how good he's been to our church. So, so Lord, we stand. We stand to our feet, and we lift our hands, and we just wanna tell you thanks in the midst of a global pandemic, God, you, you worked in us, you worked to us, you worked through us, and God, we just wanna tell you thanks. Thanks for, for all that you did. Thanks for the lives that were changed. God, I, I pray that, that, uh, that we would all recognize your mighty, mighty hand. So Lord, we, we just wanna thank you and celebrate your goodness. And all of God's people said, 
Amen. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. So really, really, it's been a great year. 2020 was, in spite of, man, it was, it was a great year. I want to talk to you a little bit about 2021, some of the things that we have planned. Our, our mission, I want to remind you of our mission. This is not a holy huddle. We don't just come to sit and to soak. Man, uh, we have a mission, and I want to remind you that comes straight from the Scripture. Look at Matthew chapter 28. It's a familiar verse for many of you. It's called the Great Commission, but I want to remind you. Look at verse 18. Jesus came to them and said, listen, all authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make what? Disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. When you, when you look at the Great Commission, a lot of times we want to focus on the baptizing part. The main part of the Great Commission is making disciples. That's what it's all about, making disciples. Well, when you make them, you baptize them and you teach them. But the baptizing and the teaching parts are important. But the main thing that Jesus says is, man, you make disciples. Uh, and so that's what this church is all about. We are a church who makes disciples that make disciples. That's what we're interested in. That's how we roll. Now, how do you do that? How do we do that? Well, we got three steps. Three steps in how we do that. We love, we live, and we lead like Jesus. And that's gonna be our focus. That's gonna be our focus. We, we, we wanna continue to love like Jesus. We wanna live like Jesus, and we wanna lead like Jesus. Because we believe if we do those three things, we are gonna make disciples who make other disciples. So let me just unpack real quick how that's gonna work in 2021 and how we're gonna invite you into that, into that plan. Let's talk about loving like Jesus. You know, when you read the Gospels and you read the account of Jesus, one thing becomes crystal clear. He loved. He loved everybody he came into contact with. Everywhere he went, he had this compassion for other people. Man, some of the people that he met were lost. Some were broken. Some, some people were living in open hostility uh, to God. Some people were confused about who God even was. But, but no matter who he met, man, Jesus saw each person as priceless. Didn't matter what color their skin, didn't matter their economic status, whoever he met, he, he saw them as treasured and important and valued. Whether it was a Samaritan woman at the well, whether it was a poor, unclean leper, whether it was a Roman centurion, whether it was a doubting disciple, and Jesus loved the people that he met. And he knew that they needed to know what life could be like lived under the shelter of the wings of, of his father. And love was such a driving force to Jesus that uh, on the night that, that he would be betrayed, he, he wanted the disciples to know how deep, how deep love could go. Listen to what he said in John 13. He said it in the course of that evening meal. He said, a new commandment I give you. So, so, so he said, listen, I, I'm, I'm gonna drop some brand new stuff on you. And, and he said, I want you to love one another. Lo love people the way I have loved you. You must love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples. So listen, if we're gonna be a church that makes disciples, that makes disciples, one of the things we've gotta do is we gotta love like Jesus. Jesus said right here, if you love one another, people will see that and they'll know that you belong to me. That's why we put $5,000 into your hands. 
That's why we feed the Fern Creek football team uh, meals on before their game. That's why we bless teachers and police officers. That's why we feed the hungry. Everything we do like that gives us an opportunity to love like Jesus loved. And when we love people that way, you know what they do? They see who Jesus is. And they're not drawn to a program that entertains them. They're drawn to a love that transforms them. So again, if we're gonna make disciples that make disciples, you and I are gonna step up this year. And we've gotta make a personal commitment that we are gonna love people like Jesus. That's gonna be a goal, one of the goals that we're gonna have for 2021. But we're also gonna encourage you to live like Jesus. Not only are we gonna encourage you to love like him, we want you to live like him. Um, have you ever tried to imitate anyone? When, when you were young, did you ever try to put on, like, well, I want the shoes that Michael Jordan had? Or did you ever slick your hair back like Elvis Presley? I never did. I never had the hair to do it, right? Did, did, did you ever want to imitate or model somebody? Well, people go to great lengths to try to look like other famous people. Take a look at this guy. This guy wants to look like Tom Cruise. He's pretty good, isn't he? Where's the real Tom Cruise, left or right? Yeah, he's on the right, but the guy on the left looks pretty, pretty similar. Looks, looks kind of like Tom Cruise. Here's a guy who wants to look like Simon Cowell. That's pretty good. Real Simon Cowell's on the right, the kind of wannabe Simon Cowell's on the left. How about this one? The real Rihanna is on the left. The, I think, I can't even tell who the real Rihanna is in that one. But I mean, there are people who naturally look like famous people and they kind of have to just do a little bit of work to, to resemble them. While there are other people who don't naturally look like famous people, but they want to. So they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on plastic surgery so they can look like their favorite celebrity. Well, I got to thinking, I wonder what famous celebrity I resemble. I mean, I gotta, I gotta resemble somebody, right? Well, there's a website called starbyface.com where you can upload your picture. And uh, I think you just saw it right there. I took my picture, I uploaded it. I thought, am I gonna be, am I gonna be a Bruce Willis lookalike or a... You know, a bald-headed Nicolas Cage or a white Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who, who, who famous celebrity? And, and, and let's put the picture up again. That's who they said I look like, the guy from Alvin and the Chipmunks. So I got that going for me, right? A little more nose work, chin work. I'm gonna look just like that guy, right? Well, what I'm saying is when, when we become followers of Jesus, th there is a call to imitate him. Not physically, you know, we're, we're, we don't need to grow our hair long and wear sandals or whatever. But, but, but the call is, is to become more and more like him, right? How, how I talk needs to be shaped how Jesus talked, how I think. My thinking needs to, be, needs to imitate the thinking of Jesus, how I feel, how I serve, how I endure persecution, how I suffer, how I bless. The goal is to live like Jesus. The apostle Paul totally understood this. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. Paul said, you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. That, that, was, the, that was the goal. Paul said, I'm gonna try to look like Jesus. I'm gonna try to live like him, so watch me and try to follow me because I'm gonna try to follow him. 
The Apostle John understood this. Look at 1 John chapter 2. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must what? Walk as Jesus did. So the goal is to live like him. I don't know what you're going to accomplish in, your, in the course of your lifetime. Maybe you're going to accomplish something fantastic. Maybe one day you're going to live in a million-dollar house. Maybe one day you're going to summit the highest mountain in the world. Maybe one day you're going to be the person that steps foot on Mars. Maybe you're going to paint the world's most beautiful picture. I'm just telling you, that's awesome. But none of it, none of it will compare with God stretching out his hand towards you the minute you die and the second you appear before the throne and you hear God say, hey, hey, come closer. Hey, 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 come, come, come here. You look just like him. You resemble my son in so many different ways. That is the ultimate thrill. That is the ultimate goal is to emulate the life of Jesus. So this year, we're going to encourage you to love like Jesus. This is going to be the year we really want to encourage you to think about how can I look and live? How can I live like Jesus? And then lastly, we're going to encourage you to lead like Jesus. When you again study his life, he was often surrounded by crowds. Feeding of the 5,000, the hundreds that gathered to hear him preach, Jesus is going to minister to thousands of people, but when you study his life, he actually pours into 12. So, so he's accessible to thousands, but he really is going to spend the majority of his life pouring into to, to just, just a few. Over and over and over again, Jesus would give access to those 12 that nobody else had. He would explain to them on a deeper level what the parables meant. He would push them and challenge them and pour into them. They, they did life together. And when you boil it all down, um, man, you, you, leadership, when we talk about leading like Jesus, do you know what leadership is? It's just influence. That's all it is. Leadership is influence. Would you turn to your neighbor and would you tell them you're an influencer? Tell them you're an influencer. Yeah. You really are. Every single one of you have influence. And we believe as a leadership that every single one of you have that. And we want to ask you to use that as you lead other people to lead them towards Jesus. And that's the question we're going to ask you. Who are you leading? Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe you, you've got influence in an office who are you pouring yourself into? I'm sure maybe you've watched professional golf. And all, we're always drawn to the golfers, you know. Um, but the caddies, have you ever thought about the caddies of professional golf? Do, do you know what a caddy actually does? Some people think oh, all the caddy does is pull the stick out of the hole so the, and carry the clubs for the, for the player. No, 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 no. If you really watch... Uh, caddies do way more than that. <clears throat> a caddy is going to help his player read the green. This, this is how it breaks. A caddy gets to the tournament a week before the player does, and he walks the course 
noticing every slope, noticing all the yardage, knowing where the hazard are, knowing where the shortcuts might be, knowing where we can maybe take advantage of, of this hole. A caddy is gonna be a counselor. He's gonna be an encourager. He's gonna be a supporter. A caddy is gonna watch his players swing and he's gonna know that swing intimately and he's gonna know when that swing is off and he's gonna offer, you know, hey, I think you need to tweak it here. Caddy helps bring out the best in his player. And as you look back over the course of your life, my question for you is, have you, have you ever had a life caddy? Have you ever had someone who poured themselves into you? I bet you, you have. I don't think you've gotten to where you are today without somebody pouring into you. So my question to you, who are you being a spiritual caddy to this year? Who are you gonna pour into? Who are you gonna encourage? Who are you gonna support? Who are you investing in? Who are you praying for? This year, we are gonna make disciples who make other disciples by loving, by living, and by leading like Jesus. That's where we're going. And I just wanted to take this Sunday to tell you that. And I wanted to tell you thank you. Thank you for being a part of Fern Creek Christian Church. We are not a perfect place. We are still learning what it means to live, love, and lead like Jesus. We don't have it all figured out, but God is on the move. He is on the move. He's doing things to and through us to change the world. And so I just wanted you to hear this, man. We need you. We need you. Buck up, strap in, get, get ready, because no matter what comes this year, we wanna be prepared. Uh, God's gonna give us some incredible opportunities. So if you're ready to jump in and, 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 uh, and, and move with us, we invite that. And maybe you've been visiting with us and you're like, you know what, I'm ready, I'm ready to get baptized, I'm, I'm ready to transfer my membership. I would love, I would love to talk to you about that after the service. But 2021 is gonna be a brilliant, brilliant year. Thank you, Fern Creek family. We love you and we need you. Man, let's make 2021 a fantastic year with the help of the Lord. Let's pray together.